The estate planning team is an Ohio registered investment advisor. The following is for informational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities or financial products. Be sure to consult with a qualified financial advice and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. You have financial goals and dreams. We can help you achieve them. Welcome to Financial Food for Thought, the show that answers all the questions on how to maximize your lifestyle and preserve your wealth. Are you ready over there? Yeah, I'm ready. Oh, okay. Good morning, everyone. You found Financial Food for Thought. I was like, is this very like a massage meditation kind of music going it, well, on? It, Do it, we all need that? It's it's <laughs> it's Huga weather. I mean, in C-Town oh, this right. weekend. You know, the nice, calm, get those scented candles. Eric, extraordinaire sound engineer, has got the scented candles going, got the lights dimmed down. You found Financial Food for Thought. This is Mark Donnelly. We've got Carrie Waddell. We're the corners of the estate planning team. So, Carrie, I don't know, busy week, but ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce the first ever female Treasury Secretary of State. She's not yelling. She's just Janet Yellen. <laughs> the economy later. The pandemic has caused widespread devastation. Over the next few months, we're going to need more aid to distribute the vaccine, to reopen schools, to help states keep firefighters and teachers on the job. We'll need more funding to make sure unemployment insurance checks still go out. She was confirmed by the Senate, uh, I think it was 84 to 15. Um, I don't know the 15 who didn't vote for her. Um, but, you know, again, she was previously the first female Federal Reserve chairman. Right. right? You know, and now for Treasury Secretary. And to help families who are at risk of going hungry or losing the roof over their heads. Neither the president-elect nor I proposed this release, relief package without an appreciation for the country's debt burden. But right now, with interest rates at historic lows, the smartest thing we can do is act big. Now, she's always been, you know, called the smartest person in the room, whatever room she's in. Right. And, you know, I was... So that's a good thing. Yeah, I was a big Janet Yellen, you know, believer when she was Fed chairman, when she helped navigate this country out of the Great Recession. And so it, it and it was curious that Biden, you know, went against the previous norm of, of usually a treasury secretary is someone out of the, you know, Goldman Sachs or something like the current, you know, right. the, the previous, you know, uh, Mnuchin. But she's a little different. She's a little out of the mold. In the long run, I believe the benefits will far outweigh the costs, especially if we care about helping people have been struggling for a very long time. People worry about a K-shaped recovery, but well before COVID-19 infected a single American, we were living in a K-shaped economy, one where wealth built upon wealth while working families fell farther and farther behind. This is especially true for people of color. Members of the committee these are very ambitious goals, and I know we will need to work together. You can count on me to do that in a bipartisan way. There you go. See, a, a lot of people carry uh, a lot of economists, a lot of you know think tankers, believe that in, or, in order for the U.S. to kind of 
have any chance of navigating out of this, you know, debt-driven Rona recession, there's going to have to be, you know, a great collaboration between the Federal Reserve, you mm-hmm. know, and their monetary policy and the Treasury Department or the White House, you know, and their fiscal policy. So, you know, that's what we'll see if she is successful in doing, you know, because, you know, she she knows, obviously, uh, Fed Chairman Powell very well. Right. So, you know, it's not the idea that, uh, you know, so we all think that they will be able to work together. And, you know, and, and that's what Fed Chairman Powell's been saying, too. You, you know, so Biden's proposed this, you know, one point nine trillion dollar <sighs> stimulus bill. Maybe that is maybe that's too big. Perhaps uh, I think so. Um, but, you know, it seems like, you know, everyone is saying, oh, yeah, but the debt, the debt, the debt. But, you know, I put I think Janet Yellen and, and Jerome Powell, I think maybe smarter than some of our elected officials, Gary. That's just me. Right. Um, but, you know, the idea is, do they know how to do it? Do In other words, obviously, they're not ignorant to the fact that the, the, the soaring debt is something that could, you know, be a problem unless you can navigate it, you know, through a monetary slash fiscal policy. So that's where, you know, they're going to have to work together. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think the politicians need to stay out of it. <laughs> if you can get us started, if they can. Well, good morning, everyone. You're listening to Financial Food for Thought. We're here every Saturday morning on 1420 a.m. We're a financial educational talk radio program here to give you helpful information and financial news and make you more aware of issues and choices that you have when it comes to your financial life um, for people who are both working or if you're already in retirement. And we talk about different uh, variety of issues on the show. And we're here every Saturday morning between 9 and 10. And we're sponsored by the estate planning team, which is a fee-based Ohio registered fiduciary planning firm that's been around Cleveland more than 35 years with our home office in Middleburg Heights. And Mark Donnelly, as you said earlier, I'm Carrie Waddell and I have Mark Donnelly here this morning. We're the co-owners of the estate planning team. And the estate planning team is known for comprehensive planning, and that's how it started. And we always talk on the show about coordination effort and coordination of advisors and customized plans. Um, But there are people that don't necessarily need the full comprehensive planning. And over time, we've realized people may need help with specific issues. And that's why we also help people with specific areas and have hourly planning options. We offer a free no obligation consultation. And we're doing those in person with precautions and by phone, whichever you prefer to look at these issues. Are you worried about this low interest rate environment, rising health care costs, how it's going to impact spending when I can retire or my maybe plans if I'm already in retirement, pension elections, timing of Social Security and all of these things. And you want to take advantage of these more favorable tax rates because I don't know how um, they're not going to have to raise taxes across the board at some level or in some way um, that more people will be impacted regardless of what President Biden says. And you need to be as proactive as possible. And regardless of tax laws, we've seen many tax law changes over the years, Mark, but there's always opportunities if you take the time and you're being proactive um, in the planning process and creating, doing steps today, even while you're working, so that if tax rates go up, you've taken the necessary steps so that you're creating future income tax efficiently. Yeah, Carrie, I think that's a good point. In other words, the opportunity may be available today that's gone tomorrow. Mm-hmm. See, that's sometimes what people don't think about. You know, you know, the idea is, you know, you, you, you work, you look for opportunities today in a very complicated tax code. As much as don't get too caught up in the threats, or I don't know if it's threats, but the proposed, you know, tax rules that right. may or may not be coming. And I'll talk a little bit about that today, Carrie, you know, because I think the filibuster is all, you know, alive and well. I I, you know, I don't think Schumer has I, enough is going to, you know, successfully get rid of the filibuster. So if you were concerned about all these radical, you know, Democratic progressive tax uh, ideas that were thrown out on the table, they're not, I don't think they're going to happen. Right. So regardless, and you want to hedge your bet, because right now we have very favorable tax rates. 
until 2025, which means you have a window to be proactive and make good choices whether you do something or not. And usually if you don't do anything, it defaults to the government's plan and it's usually not in your best interest. So. Yeah, and and and, and, and Carrie, what, I just want to go back to the 2025. That's when President Trump's Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, it was enacted in 2017, expires, mm-hmm. and we revert back to the higher individual income tax rates, the lower st- you know standard deduction, and the higher federal state tax exemption. Um, or I'm sorry, the, the lower the federal right. state tax exemption, the the higher exposure to federal state taxes. I guess is what I should have said. But the idea is, yeah, because we don't think that right now, unless the Republicans have a huge, you know, seat gain in Congress and and uh, win the White House again in 2024, that they'll be able to get those uh, that tax law extended or made permanent. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a window there. But the other thing too is. It's not that the Democrats won't be able to get tax law changes. They will, carry. They'll be able to get some tax law changes right. done. Um, it's just it won't be the I'm talking about the radical stuff. I mean, I don't know right. if they're going to get the minimum wage up to fifteen dollars and one. You know, now maybe they'll they'll make that maybe the compromise there is that they say it'll be up to fifteen dollars an hour over four right. or five years. You know, a gradual. They may get that done. Um, but. You know, the net worth tax for for the multimillionaires, I don't know if that's going to get done. Mm-hmm. Taking away the stub up and basis, I don't know if that's going to get done. Getting rid of the, you know, 1031 tax-free exchanges for real estate to pay for, you know, Biden's $770 billion child care, universal child care and elder care. I don't know if that's getting done. But, you know, it, it doesn't mean that, yeah, some income tax rates may go up. Mm-hmm. Maybe some of the uh, uh, favorable tax uh, you know, uh, maneuvers will be shut down. So that's the idea of you got to act now. You got, you know, we're very active planners at the estate planning team. And it's the idea of coordination with advisors. You know, are you having discussions with your CPA? Are you having discussions with your investment advisor? Are you, are you having discussions with your estate planning attorney? You know, are saying, hey, you know, wh- wh- first of all, you've you, you got to get your current things in, in order, right? right? And that's what we're, we're going to talk, start talking about today is, uh, you know, building a financial plan, you know, getting your legal document, your basic legal documents in order. But the idea is, okay, be ready to go. In other words, if you see an opportunity or a, a, a availability of a, of a tax break ending, you know, get, you know, use it while you can. Right. Um, if you see the progressive tax agenda going forward, you know, you got to make b- bigger moves. So we'll talk a little bit about that. But regardless, you know, be proactive and do what you can and having a plan first an objective and biased plan really gives you a good picture of what you need, um, where you're headed and allows you to make better choices when it comes to your financial life. And that's what we do. And you can see how we're different, what we do. Remember, we're not investment advisors. Um, our clients either work with their existing, uh, we work with their existing investment person and coordinate because sometimes you don't know what you don't know. And they said, well, I didn't know to ask that question, but we do. You may not know, and we'll do three-way meetings, three-way phone calls. Um, we're here to help and provide you valuable you know, information and analysis, and you can take advantage of a free consultation. Leave a message at our office. We'll call you back on Monday, or you can send an email through the website. You can call 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090 or visit the website at financialfoodforthought.com. All right, you got Mark Dolly and Carrie Waddell, and we've been helping Cleveland families build custom financial plans for over 35 years. The estate planning team, we do it one family, one plan at a time. And it's really because we say that because you you have to build your own financial plan in this complicated world. You know, it's not your parents' plan. It's not your neighbor's plan. It's not your coworker's plan. You know, I don't know what their goals and objectives are. I don't know what their, you know, checking account. You know, you keep is. saying that on the show and people, some people may be wondering why, but we see it all, every month when we talk to them. Well, I did that because my brother did it, or I did that because my neighbor did it. And I did that just because that's what, yeah, the guy that retired a month ago did. Because people don't know what else, so they're just trying to make a decision. And unfortunately, in many cases, it's not the it wasn't the best decision, and they kind of shot themselves in the foot, or you didn't take advantage of a better situation because you didn't know. Right. So you know you got to sharpen your own elbows, and you know deal with your own agenda. Um, 
you know, the backyard estate planning is, is not what we promote. Remember here. years ago, it was, well, my barber told me to do this. We were like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, now, but I, you know, yeah, in other words, don't ask your barber about, you know, short squeezes, Carrie, right? If mm-hmm. You're, you're going to explain that, though, also. Oh, I don't even, I'm not even going to. You know, I wanted to play. I'm still trying to understand that. I, I know, I wanted to play the earnings game. Um, I haven't played that yet. No, we have not. I have no time. Year. It's just been too There's busy. There's too many other things going on. I know, on. but, um, but in, you know, but GameStop, you know, uh, don't even get me started. I mean, I'll let all the investment advisor shows talk about that. I can't wait what Bill Bullington says about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'll just let them do all the but explaining it's such big, of it. My, my freshman in high school was asking me, oh, I could have bought GameStop. I'm like, no. <laughs> wow. I, mean, I mean, you know. They're talking about it at school. I mean, it, it's just going to end so badly. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, but it's a free market, right? You know, mm-hmm. if, you know that's. That's, you know, that that's why I always say, you know, we don't manage investments for our clients. That's not what we do, um, because when you have things like this, it, it just drives me crazy. Um, we will talk about, um, you, you know, uh, what are, you know, I, I wanted to say something about um, all the earnings. Yeah, so I don't know if I'm going to get to the earnings game today. You know, how to build a custom financial plan. You know, we're going to start a, a series of shows on that, Carrie. This is the time of year I usually do that, getting the beginning right. of the year. Um, and again, with all the changes in the politically and everything else, we, we're getting a little bit um, a little bit behind on what I'm normally talking about at this time. But I do want to get to that. We, we you know, the the but I, you heard Janet Yellen in the beginning. And, and, and the idea is. You know, I'm really curious and interested to see how she works with, you know, Jay Powell, the, the Fed. You know, so, the you know, he also came out. You know, they had the first Federal Reserve, you know, meeting of the year, right? Um, don't look now, Carrie, but, you know, one month down, you know, 11 to go in year two of the Rona, right? Um, um, but, you know, the— Yikes. Yeah, I mean, the, the vaccines can't get here fast enough, Carrie. Um, well, what's this when vaccines are here but not getting distributed to yeah, I don't know. I, I don't understand what's going on. Um, the I don't know how long it takes to make a hundred million vaccines, though. I have no idea. I don't know. Either. I, I, I imagine it takes a while, doesn't it? I know, but when they have them and they're not distributing them, well, I don't know if they have them. I, mean, I know, but when you hear, I've heard that on the news where they have them and they're not getting out to people. Or... Yeah, but no, I'm talking about like when you know President Biden saying you know they're ordering another two hundred million. Vaccines or whatever. I mean, how long is it? Ta- how long does it take know, to make those? I don't know, but I'm guessing there's a process, and you want to make sure it's done right. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Before they inject something in me, I want to make sure it's done right. Um, no shortcuts there. But so, so you heard Janet Yellen, and and the other you know side of this is Jerome Powell. So again, first Fed, and what and what is he saying? Um, you know, they again, they, they, uh, they, they you know, it's, and actually, the, speaking of the GameStop, I think someone actually asked him at the at the, the the Fed you know meeting about GameStop. I think he just rolled his eyes and said, "Are you kidding me? We've got bigger problems in this country right now than me talking about a short squeeze of, of GameStop." <laughs> I, I, you think I mean, we have bigger problems? I, I mean, you, you know, the uh, um, so uh, let's see. The f- latest Fed policy statement was about the coronavirus pandemic. The ongoing public health crisis continues to weigh on economic activity, employment, and inflation, and poses considerable risks to the economic outlook. Okay, um, you know, Paul elaborated that you know really the risks are in the near term. Okay, you know, again, it's just the idea of saying you got to go big now. You know, we we, we got to stop the virus now, and you got to get those. It costs money to get those vaccines out, Gary. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and you gotta, you know, for shutting down businesses, you, you gotta give the, the shutdown businesses money. Okay. Um, yeah. they're not going to survive. Can't mandate businesses being shut down um, anymore. Okay. Um, let's see, uh, noting that unemployment is close to 10%. Okay. Um, okay. You know, a lot of people are worried, you know, saying, well, federal reserve, when are you going to, you know, taper your asset purchases? You know, the, remember the taper tantrum of 2013? You probably remember that guy was crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, Powell's again saying, you know, the whole focus on exit is too premature right now. You know, d- you know, we, we got to, you know, <laughs> right now is not the time to talk about how we're going to pay off the debt or, right. or, or how, uh, you know, or how much the, um, how, how much bickering is going on in this, in this 50, 50 split, you know, Senate, Get things going. 
Go mm-hmm. big. Act now. Um, you know, and, you know, Powell added the Fed will communicate well in advance of considering what will be a pretty gradual taper. Okay, so so interest rates are not going to go up that soon. Okay, you know, and, and they're sticking to that. Um, so, you know, so you've got, you know, both now Treasury Secretary uh, Janet Yellen and uh, Fed Chairman Jerome Powell saying, OK, don't worry about the spending right now. Do it. Mm-hmm. Um, let's get past this virus. Let's get the unemployed back to work. Um, let's get the businesses back open. Let's let's see if we can just get back to our future. Right. And you're listening to Mark Donnelly and Carrie Waddell and the estate planning team, remember, is a fee-based fiduciary planning firm. And we help people with all different areas of their financial life in different phases. And we offer the free consultation by phone or in person to see if you can even benefit. I don't know if we can help you, but we can. I know we'll have a consultation with you at no cost or obligation. And if we can't help you, we'll point you in the right direction or We have both comprehensive retainer fees that are affordable that help with the analysis, recommendation, implementation, and affordable hourly options if you need just a little bit of help. And you can call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. So we had some economic data this week, Carrie, right? And and again, you know, the job, the weekly jobless claims came in at, you know, 847,000. Um, better than the previous week, but still, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. That's close to a million. I mean, if you want to round up. Um, also, you know, GDP came out, you know, and, at, you know, it came out at a 4% annualized rate. This is, you know, for the fourth quarter. Um, a little bit less than what the, you know, the experts were forecasting, about 4.2%. You know, we had the huge jump up in the third quarter. That was the, you know, the uh, stimulus spending and, mm-hmm. the, you know, the revenge spending, we call that, right? Um, but then it cooled off again, and that's what's happening. It's still, it's cooling off. You know, it's, it's um, now the uh, personal consumption, um, you know, increased at a 2.5% rate you know, trailing projections for a 3.1% rise. Um, and a lot of people are saying, you know, why, what are the, and a lot of people are saying, well, now, well, the consumers, you know, we did a lot of spending, right? In other words, in that third, so, you know, if you, if you if you're going to buy a, a new car in the third quarter, you're not buying another one for a while, right, Gary? You, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, so it's that type of thing. So, you know, what do you, you know, what's going to keep the consumers spending right now? Um, and that's where a lot of people are saying, well, maybe another, you know, stimulus check. Um, now, um, so, you know, so the so the economic news seems to be um, backing up what, you know, the, some of the other economists are saying is that the economy is cooling off. We still have an unemployment. Um, you know, we, we can now the stock market. Well, you know, we had this crazy, you know, short squeeze with the GameStop and the Ritted and the oh, I don't want to get started, Gary, but um here, look at what what is the um, what is the S and P on right now? You know, because we talked about the Jan, you know, the January barometer. You know, and right. a lot of people say, well, how the market goes in January is a precursor how it'll go for the whole year. Right. Um, and you know, there's a lot of different. You know, we first talk about the Santa Claus rally. You know, that's the you know the last five days of December and the first two days of January, and that was positive. So that met the first test, right? The second one was the first five days of January. Okay, and I'm using the S&P 500 carry as my benchmark here. Okay. so in the first five days, you know, and how did the S&P do? It was positive. Okay, uh, about one point eight three percent. So you had two of the three legs. You know, you had the Santa Claus rally. Okay, barely positive one percent. You had the first five days of January about one point. And and how about for the month of January? So what can you look and see what the S&P is right now? I don't know. So we're taping this on Friday morning. Um. So, you know, I know at the beginning of today, it was, um, you know, so the, the, I think the S&P ended the year at 3,756. Um, As of the taping now, it's down 1.7%. But what's the, what's the total S&P 500? 37,2290. Lower than the year. So it's missing the third leg, which is the month of January. So if that holds up, you know, so there you go. Not that I, you know, put any weight in the January barometer, but some people like to mm-hmm. look at that. Um, 
So, you know, all this is just saying, well, you know, what are you doing or what is the government going to do to help? And so one of the big, you know, Democratic um, progressive ideas, Carrie, is more stimulus checks, right? Mm hmm. And. I've seen different things about additional 1400 because we already got the 600. They're saying, no, you promised 2000. And and, and that, and quite frankly, not everyone's got their 600 yet, Carrie. Right. A lot of people are wondering, where is my 600, Mark? Um, And, you know, and so, you know, if, uh, you know, so that's one problem, right? If you haven't gotten yours. Now, if you haven't gotten yours, remember, Carrie, you know, problem. Part of the problem is hopefully you didn't throw out if you got the debit card, right? That comes in the plain white envelope mm. uh, with the, with the I, official I have treasury. A feeling some people sec- did with the official treasury logo right. on it, which we all know what it is. Um, it, you know, and 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 it, it didn't matter if you didn't get the debit card the first time; you might be getting it the second time. Mm-hmm. Or if you got the debit card the first time, it doesn't mean you're going to get a debit card the second time. Okay, so it's it's all over the board. So much um, for consistency. And Doesn't I, I, that tell you how inefficient our government is? I, I know what last week at one count that you know there were still you know the the IRS couldn't account for eight million you know outstanding. Oh, that's it. Pay- payments that haven't been <laughs> cashed yet. Um, but you know, but it, so if you have not, if you believe you're entitled to the um, stimulus check, either the first round and or the second right. round, and you had never got it. Okay. Um, you can go on the website, I believe, can't you? Yeah, get my payment, the IRS. That will tell you the status. But a lot of times, if there's a problem, it'll just say the status of your payment is not determinable or whatever. You know, it's, it's not a lot of help. It's just saying, yeah, we agree. We don't know if you got it or not. Um, but if you still think, you know, your final recall, or uh, not recall, whatever, right, your final uh, way to get it, <laughs> losing no word I'm trying to think of here. Um, is when you file your 2020 uh, tax return. Okay, so if, if, you're, if you haven't gotten your stimulus check and you, and you r- rightfully deserve one, you need to look for on the, on the 2020 tax return the recovery rebate credit, right? Okay, um, and the recovery rebate credit is where that's where you say, hey, look it, I deserve this stimulus check and I didn't get it. So these are, that's one of the things a coordination of advisors carry, right? Mm-hmm. So if, if, you're, if you're using a tax professional and you, you're in that position where you did not get the stimulus check and you think you deserve one, you don't forget to talk to him about filing for the recovery rebate credit. Right. Okay? If you're using one of the robots, you know, the TurboTax or whatever, we'll see how they, you know, do they prompt you for that. Um, so keep an eye out for that. Um, Okay. Um, so, you know, I mentioned, you know, that the filibuster. Um, well, let me go back to the, you know, let me just get back to the idea that. So people are saying we need more stimulus checks. Right. Okay. So in Biden's $1.9 trillion recovery package right is that fourteen hundred dollars you were just referring right. to carrie right um and a lot of people are saying well you know why not do that i mean everyone wanted the two thousand except apparently you know mitch mcconnell in the senate remember president trump wanted the two thousand bad you know, movement nancy pelosi <laughs> wanted the two thousand um you know but uh the uh the hawks in the senate did not want the two thousand so now they lost the Senate. Well, whatever. They haven't lost the filibuster, Carrie, right? Okay. Th- th- you know, Thank uh, God. Yeah, remember the two, and, and you know, it was Kristen Cinema, you know, the witch out in Arizona, and, um, you, you know, Manchin, Joe Manchin. Right. And Now you, you're calling her a witch because she is a witch, not because... No, she's not a witch. <laughs> I'm just saying the, 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 the witch groups went to her outdoor rallies. Right. That got a lot of press when she was right. running. Because um, they showed up at, at the outdoor <laughs> you gotta be rallies. Careful. Um, the Wicca group. Um but the um, now the now they don't they didn't even need to put John Tester to the test. Remember, he was the third name I gave you to say, you know, watch to see what he says. He was the other centrist, uh, you know, the Democratic centrist in the Senate out of Montana. And they didn't even need him, you know, because, you know, Mitch got the uh, assurance from Joe Manchin and Kristen Cinema that they weren't going to vote to throw out the filibuster. And then that's what got the you know, that's when, you know, finally, um you know, they said, OK, if that's Chuck Red, Carrie, I'm not here. OK. Um, but they, they said that uh, 
you know, we, we were not going to vote, you know, about the filibuster. So that gave Mitch the confidence to say, okay, Chuck Schumer, now we'll go and we'll let you run the Senate because of the 50 50 right. and the tiebreaker that you have with Kamala. So that got things going again. But, you know, again, um, but the Democrats aren't done, even at the 1400. Okay. Because there's a lot that says that's not enough. AOC is one, right? Right. Which, by the way, did you see in the news? Um, Shark Tank, one of the guys, and I think it was Kevin O'Leary, came out and laughed because he said, here's the proclaimed socialist selling a tax-the-rich sweatshirt that's 60 bucks on Amazon. <laughs> I know. However, it's... it cost a few oh. dollars to make. Like, she's making huge profit. So much for the socialist is using capitalism to profit. Oh, don't get me started. <laughs> Throw them Sorry, all you, out. Sorry, you said Throw AOC. Throw them all out. I did read that headline cracked up this week. All right, so uh, AOC, along with 49 other House members, signed a letter, you know, urging President Biden to support not just one new $1,400 stimulus check, but a series of recurring stimulus payments, Gary, until this, you know, Rona pandemic is over. Hmm. Well, I'm not exactly sure how that's going to get done. Because I don't think, I mean, I know the pandemic, but it doesn't, viruses don't go away forever typically that i know of um you know and by the way yeah when who's gonna let us know when the virus pandemic is over and where's the money gonna come from for that and you know irs is is, did such a good job of getting the first two payments out how are they gonna do on a on a a reoccurring basis i I mean chuck reddick you know he a week ago i was talking on this show that he's saying hey we're swamped we can't even. We have to delay the start of the you know the tax filing system because we're too busy trying to get the second round of stimulus checks out. <laughs> so so now they're going to make it reoccurring. Mm. How does that get done? But you know you know and the, and their letter said you know the stunning financial crisis for these at the bottom of the income ladder demands massive relief to those who need it most. Recurring direct payments until the economy recovers will help ensure that people can meet their basic needs, provide basic, you know, radically equitable, uh, racially equitable, excuse me, Carrie, racially equitable uh, solutions and shorten the length of the recession. So, Carrie, can you say the Great Reset? The Great because um, you know that you know normally That's scary. normally I'd be talking about Davos at this time. Of course, Davos has been delayed because of the you COVID, know, pandemic, and, and now Davos is in Singapore this year. You know, go figure. Um, but in in either case, the Great Reset—that's all about you know. In other words, those key words: basic needs, basic you know living needs, um, racially equitable solutions. Um, you know, th- this is. Um, you know, but I thought it was like always. Um... Okay, so um, some Republicans, you know, were already bemoaning any emergency aid to Americans at all during the crisis as putting the country on a primrose path to socialism. You know, so suffice to say, this would need to be something that you know Biden's party rams through on its own. You're not going to get a lot of you know Republican votes right now for an ongoing stimulus. Um, so what does President Biden say? Okay. Um, well, you know, he's kind of in the center. Um, you know, he, his quote was, you know, there's uh, there's a legitimate reason for people to say, you know, do you have the lines drawn the exact right way? Should it go to anybody making over X amount, you know, number of dollars, or uh, or uh, you know, should we be you know, open to negotiate those things? So it, it, here's the here's the idea. In other words. They're they're see the Republicans are saying maybe nobody should get it and nah, maybe that's too far right maybe the Hawks are too you know because you know you've got Powell and Yellen saying no we need to help people out but yet you have a lot of people saying yeah but you don't need to help the rich people out okay right. see, see see there's been a lot of studies now what did what did Americans do with the stimulus checks ask yourself what you did with right. it right did you go out and spend it right away on you know durable goods. That helps the local small business owner. Did you put it in the savings account because you really didn't need it? Or you were worried about building up a cat, maybe an emergency fund that was depleted? Um, did you pay down debt, which really isn't stimulating the economy? Those are purchases you already well, I think did. a lot of people might have paid down debt. Okay. Um, see, see, but what they're saying is they're trying to track that now. 
and they're trying to say, you know, who spent, you know. How and, can they possibly track well, it? Well, what they do is they, they look at, you know, retail purchases oh. and try to get that back to, you know, what the average, you know, income is for America, you know, maybe. And, and they say, okay, where, and they saw a January, you know, they so they're looking for surges. They're looking to say, hey, if we see the normal you know, daily retails purchases, you know, Carrie, I'm talking about the Walmarts and the drug marts and, you know, not, you know, people buying automobiles necessarily, but just, you know, if they see a tick up in that normal daily, you know, drugstore purchases and grocery store purchases, they're saying, see, that's the lower ends who are spending the money. Okay. Um, If they don't see a big slurge in that, in that type of buying, then they're saying, "Ah, see, the rich aren't really doing anything with the money they got. You know, they're not spending it. They don't need to spend it. You know, they're not changing their lifestyle. So that's how they try to do it. Um, but, you know, so it, it all leads to, you know, reoccurring payments is one of those radical democratic idea, you know, UBI, you know, universal mm-hmm. basic income. And, you know, it's been talked a lot about. Um, and, I don't like it. You know, and, and it's, you know, and it's not a new topic. It's not a new right. idea, Carrie. Um, so you should get paid just because you exist. You know, well, you know, Andrew Yang really brought it to the attention right. during the, you know, the Democratic, you know. Uh, but guess what? There's a price tag for that. And I don't think you should get paid for doing nothing. The government isn't obligated to pay you. Well, that that's the question. And low income people do get a subsidy well, for income. They do get Medicaid for health care. I mean, they get food. So they do get assistance. What I'm saying is you shouldn't get income just because you are. Right. So so there's talk now about should there be a universal Social Security benefit? Oh, because that's more. Mean, how are we going to create that? More taxes? Well, no, they're actually saying less taxes, Carrie. Because, how? Because you gonna they're, they're going to reduce the benefits of the rich. They're going to say everybody gets the same amount of Social Security benefit, regardless of how much you paid into the system. Well, that's not really fair. If well, I worked hard and I chose to work two jobs or I worked really hard, got a better degree, went to school, got a job, worked harder, and I paid more into it, then I just don't deserve it because I I was more ambitious, had maybe better luck, and had better opportunities. But, but Carrie, the opposing <laughs> viewpoint is saying, well, it, it's There ironic. is a cap on Social Security. It's not like it's an unlimited. They're saying, you know, the current setup is, is, is favors higher earners, Carrie. Um, you know, because once they reach that cap that you just mentioned, then they don't have to pay any more in. So, you know, so it, 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 a percent, you know, so the percent of their paying, if, if they're very wealthy, isn't the same as the one, right. you know. So, so you know, the idea is you, 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 you lower the tax rate, maybe to 10 percent from the, you know, the 12 point, you know, 4 percent. Oh, now. OK. And then and then every, and, but but everybody gets the same benefit. So, you know, that's another version of an equitable or racially equitable solution, Carrie. Right. Um, could it work? I, who knows? Um, but like I said, the UBI, you know, Yang made it. And remember when Andrew Yang was talking about it, he was saying, yeah, you got to cut out all the other, you know, welfare pro- programs. You can't keep all the welfare programs and add a universal basic income. You know, no, you, you, you do one or the other. Right. Um, but like I said, it's not a new idea. As a matter of fact, um, Thomas, uh, Moore, you remember him, Carrie? He wrote a book in 1516. Wow. You know, Utopia. He describes a society that no crime has no crime because it can provide everyone (laughs) with some means of livelihood. So that's why there's crime. Mm. So that nobody is under the frightful necessity of becoming a thief. How about Thomas Paine? That's a a fiction. How how about Thomas (laughs) Paine? Ever heard of him? Maybe the motive. Okay, so people who want to do drugs, people who want more. Because people are all going to be satisfied with just their basic needs. Okay, how about Thomas Paine in 1796? Argued for the creation of a national fund out of which every person, rich or poor, would receive a stipend at age 21 and thereafter. Okay. Um, now we we have we have the Stockton, California seed program, right? The Stockton Economic Empowerment Demonstration, right? So that's where you know they they uh, Stockton's a little town out in California, right? Remember, it's got the the youngest mayor I think in, in California, or maybe the country. I don't know. Um, but they they chose 125 random residents, and they were going to give them 500 dollars a month, you know, for 18 months. 
Um, and they, they were going to see how that did, you know, you know, and, and, and so that programs, so there's test programs, right? Mm-hmm. Now that was supposed to expire and I think it was extended, I think through January, 2021. So we'll, we'll, you know, maybe mm-hmm. we'll be getting an update on that. And of course, Milton Friedman, you know, talked about helicopter money. That's that famous term helicopter money, you know, uh, you, you know, back in 1969. Okay, um, and you know he, he talked about that. Is you know, let us suppose now that one day a helicopter flies over this community and drops an additional thousand dollars in bills from the sky, which is of <laughs> course hastily collected by members of the community. Let us suppose further that everyone is convinced that this is a unique event which will never be repeated. And you know, so he, he oh yeah, started, so people aren't so, going to steal from their neighbors or take know, their neighbors' share. Um, you, mm-hmm. you know, you've got Switzerland. You know, they've got a, a, a program going called referendum 2016 okay um finland they're doing a a, a, during they're doing a two-year um planned or or, or, you know test tube you know um where they're giving people sixteen thousand dollars a year just to see what they do with it um so you know it's it's a global thing carrie it's part of the great reset oh yeah not liking that mark and you know will it have you know and and you've got you know Chicago, they've got a plan going. Well, we want to do everything in the world because that's why most people want to come to this country and take advantage of opportunities. I don't want it to be like the rest of the world. Duke University, you've heard of that. Yeah, you know, yeah. You've been there a few times. Carrie, Many right? times, yeah. You know, you're my oldest. Your oldest graduated. Right? Okay, remember they they proposed the U.S. baby bond proposal, where give every newborn a baby bond account, five hundred dollars. Um, you know, um. Or I think fifteen hundred dollars. I think. Okay. Um, but um, let's see. Um, you know, and you also have you know, and Alaska's kind of doing that, right? Remember, doesn't Alaska have the uh, the oil the, uh, dividend? Don't we have an issue with that now? With the uh, yeah, it's called the Alaska Permanent Fund. Okay, um, and you know, a lot of people say that's the gold standard for what basic income advocates believe. The U.S. can achieve, and they've been doing that for a while, you know, and and you know, pass the wealth. So, you know, that's one of those radical, you know, democratic, progressive, socialist, socialist, <laughs> global uh, things. That is it possible? I don't, I, I don't know. I think there's a lot of things going on. I never thought possible or probable. But regardless, because there's so much uncertainty and there's a lot of concerns that people have about their long-term financial future, those are reasons you need to call the estate planning team for a free consultation. Remember, we offer those by phone or in person. Um, If you want to do some due diligence, we are accredited and A-rated members of the Better Business Bureau. Remember, we've been around more than 35 years and we are super service award winners multiple years on Angie's List. If you go and you can see reviews on Angie's List from existing clients, you can call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090 or visit the website at financialfoodforthought.org. And the website, you can sign up for free consultations, sign up for the newsletter, which we do have alerts or tax law changes or other financial news, and listen to previous podcasts as well if you've missed any shows. All right. So you got Carrie Waddell and Mark Donnelly. And Carrie, I'll just say that, you know, one more stimulus check is (laughs) not enough. All right. um, So so we're going to start, you know, we're going to start a pro, you know, for the next few shows talking about how do you build a custom financial plan if you're doing it at home. And what we'll be doing is saying how we do it for our clients. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and we always say at the estate planning team, we start with expenses, right? Um, a lot of people jump to the income side. And I said, no, we'll circle back and talk about income later. Because really from an income standpoint, you know, there's only a few ways that there's only a few sources of income for you, right? Mm. I mean, obviously, if you're working, that's your wages. Right. But you can't control your own wages. I mean, your wages are your wages. Right. You want to look for another job or... Yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously that. (laughs) But as far as it's an easy known... Yeah, and then, you know, if you're working for a job that will provide you a pension... Right. ...in retirement, you can... If you're lucky. You can count that, but not everybody gets those. Um, Then you've got Social Security, and we certainly... You know, know how to, you know, get you the best, you know, the Social Security is a well, you know, 
known number, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, and now you can say, well, well, isn't Social Security running out of money, Mark? Well, mm-hmm. let's not talk about that. Right. I'm just saying that, you know, you get a benefit statement. You know, we have, you know, professionals. We all have that wonderful software that can tell you exactly, you know, what's the best you know, solution for you to start Social Security if the, your goal is to get the most benefits uh, over your lifetime. And if you're not familiar with that, you can always come in for a free consultation. Even if you don't become a client, you know, we'll, we'll run that report for you. But you've got to provide the numbers to us. You know, we're not going to try to make up what your Social Security benefit is. You'll have to do, you'll have to get us those numbers. Um, and all our clients, obviously, we, we work with that with them all the time. And they're quite familiar with those Social Security analyzers that say, yeah, how was I supposed to do this on my own? I mean, that's, I mean, if, if, if you're thinking you're going to, you can in your head figure out how to, you know, your best Social Security election, mm-hmm. trust me, no. The robots can do it a, a lot better. And I'm not talking about some right. simple free one on the Internet. That That's not really what I'm talking about. If you've never seen a professional one, come in and see us. Or, you know, schedule a phone consultation and we'll provide it to you. Um, so, you know, and, and then of course your UBI, you know, you, you, you build that in Carrie, you know, mm-hmm. cause we know what that's going to be in the future. But outside of that, I'm running out of income sources. Okay. You know, now I'm not talking about interest and dividends and capital gains. Cause that's a variable. Yeah. That's, that's... investment returns. That's not what I'm talking about when we're talking about, you know, in fixed income, you know, type sources. So, so there's only a handful. And, and once, so they're much easier when you're building a financial model to work out those parameters. Okay. Um, it, and the expense side carry, it's a bit different. Okay. Because one thing that we have found over helping clients over 35 years is that there's no limit to the amount of expenses our clients can come up with. Okay. True. Um, and the idea is, you know, even if I have, you know, even if you and your neighbor were making the exact same salary, and we're getting the exact same Social Security income, it still doesn't mean you're spending the same. Correct. So, you know, this is that. So this is where we really, and this is the most difficult part of building a a good financial model, is getting realistic about what you're spending. Not only today, but what putting a price tag on the rest of your lifetime. Right, because sometimes it's easier when you're working or it's a known and maybe now you have freedom of time, which may be freedom of spending, freedom of travel, taking up hobbies you normally haven't done before, home improvement. Maybe you've postponed because I'm working. I've had kids in college. Now I need to do major upgrades or improvements to my house. You might forget about it. it may not be I may not be able to want, care if I remodel my kitchen, but I might need to get a new roof. Right, and, and remodeling the kitchen... Is a, is not an uncommon goal and objective right. for people coming. To, how many times have we heard that? Right, a lot. One of the, you and know, you know what? It varies on cost. Some people can redo countertops oh. and spend. Do you remember? The, oh, oh ten grand, and other people can spend fifty. Oh yeah. Then there was a the one client carry. I remember it was it was a, it was a sweet old um, couple, and that you know they were they were they were asking. They we were doing the review where mm-hmm. we were going through their goals and objectives. And that was one of their goals. You know, well, right. we want to, you know, remodel our kitchen. Right. And, you know, and, and that's a very surface level goal. Right. Right. Um, and, and so we said, oh, OK. So we're, you know, in our minds, we're all we're immediately thinking like the medium. Right. Right. Of, you know, do, helping, you know, build thousands of custom right. plans over decades. Like the average. Yeah. You know, and, and so, so, Carrie, what are you thinking? You know, when you when someone says, well, I'm thinking about remodeling the kitchen, the kitchen, what's in your head right away? I'm thinking 20, 25. OK. Yeah. 20, 25,000. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, now we know it's gone higher, right? Right. So, so, but we still have to ask the question, right? Because that's that's our that's not that's what we're thinking. That may not be the client's right. thinking. So when we ask, we say, "Well, Mr. Smith, you know, yeah, that's a great thing. We're remodeling kitchen. I think, you know, let's let's fit that, let's budget right. that out. You know, and so so what what do you what are you thinking? What do you want to do? And they're saying, "Well, we want to know if we can afford. We want to get some um, some throw rugs and some new curtains." Oh, I know this client because they showed me and they were so proud of their redone kitchen. That was it. But that was the different generation. That was a depression generation who doesn't spend money, never had debt. And but they were thrilled. They were thrilled. 
because I remember when I think we gave there them some, the green light that they yeah. could buy new curtains and throw rugs. And they were absolutely, and and she got new towels too because I remember it's like magic. There you go, uh, you know. So so you know. So that's what we, we, we're talking about. In other words, don't ask your neighbor what it costs to remodel their kitchen. All right. Um, now, um, so you know, how do we do this? Well, we we build what we what I like to call the expense pyramid. Okay, and again, I know we're going to run out of time today, Carrie. But you know, we'll keep this subject going, so right. you can always get our podcast and, mm-hmm. and, and and go back and listen. But so the expense expense pyramid. In other words, um, if you're thinking at home, if you're you know drawing this out, think of a pyramid, right? With, right. You know, but with fifteen blocks. You know, okay. Starting you know the top block, then two, then three, right. then four, then five. Okay, in a pyramid, and. You know, if you come to, you know, if you come in for a consultation, we'll show this to right. you. Um, but, you know, and what well, a lot of times the surface level response when we talk to, first about clients about their expenses is what the, it goes in the first box. Right. And and we call that the daily living expenses. That's the Nessa. That's the utilities, the groceries. Right. Pretty much mandatory. Your auto you insurance, know. your gas, your maintenance, AAA. Right. And a lot, of pe- a lot of times, Pets. a lot of times they have, they have an amount in their head. You know, mm-hmm. they kind of know. Um, they say, "Oh, well, you know, it, it's five thousand a month." Right. People so, roughly have an idea of that typically. Right. And then we say, "Okay, but what doesn't that include?" Right. All right, and and that's when we get into the other blocks, right? Mm-hmm. And that's healthcare, right? You know, and they're not, you know, projecting what healthcare is going to be in retirement. Especially if they're working, cause they forget about the items that are coming out of their pay stub. They just don't even think about it. The payroll taxes, the healthcare deduction, the life insurance premium, the dental, the vision. Right. Um, sometimes it's a, they're not really adding in or their debt management, right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, maybe they got the mortgage payment in. Maybe they don't. Uh, maybe, the, you know, they're, they're not including what they're paying down on credit cards. Maybe student loans that they want to maybe help their child pay the student loans. You know, those types of things. Auto so, loans, so, auto leases. So, so in their mind, they're not really, in their head, it's hard to say, well, when do, what, when do those run out? In other words, right. that's not an ongoing expense. Right. You know, then, then we get into a lot of others and, you know, auto rebuild replacement funds, the home improvements we just talked about, a new home scenario. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, then the next tier, you know, how about, you know, education funding? Um, you know, whether it be elementary, high school, or college, or graduate school. Right. Do I hear doctor school, right? Um, do I, children, grandchildren, you know, nieces and nephews, you know, um, life insurance. You know, sometimes they don't consider the life insurance uh, or long-term care. Um, and then you get and then you get the bottom tier, which is all the fun stuff. You know, additional lifestyle, hobbies, travel, family gifting, mm-hmm. charitable gifting. You know, we'll discuss how you really need to put a price tag on all that and how once you get to that point, now we can start the basics of a financial model. Right. And that's how we can help. Call the estate planning team for a free consultation at 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. Have a good weekend, everyone. Tune in next week for more Financial Food for Thought. For more information about the show, for estate planning or upcoming seminars, call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. Thanks for listening.